It's the Dogcast, episode number 477. Did the dogs just win the SEC East for the second year in a row? Snell, yes we did. Dog fans, it's the Dog Cast, episode number 477, your SEC East Championship episode. Ring that bell, Jamie. We're back in the bunker. I'm back from Vegas. I'm full speed, full steam, and another SEC East Championship flag is going up in Buttsmere. Dude, you were you were just saying, we were just talking before... We started the show about how you think you may have sold the dogs a little short going into the Kentucky game. Yeah, I sold us a little short. I I was thinking we might get close to 30 points and let them get over 10, in which we did let them get over 10, but they got some cheap points in the end. This game could have easily been 45 to 10, 45 to 7. Right. We, We left some points on the field. And we gave them some cheap points, right? I mean, I'll tell you, as I said in the pregame show last week, I just was never worried, honestly. I, I hate to act like I've got, like, uh, I'm too cocky or whatever, you know, and I really don't want this to translate to the team or anything. But at, I just I just never thought that them having one offensive weapon, I knew that their quarterback was a weak link, and I knew that Benny Snell was the only thing they got. Hell, I knew it, just like Texas A&M knew it, just like Missouri knew it. They are not that good. They're just not that good. And so I wasn't worried, and I'm still not worried. No, absolutely not. They they were they were kind of what I – they were a little watered-down version of what I thought they were going to be. I thought they would have a just a little more bite than that. Josh Allen, did he even play? Yeah, who is Josh? I don't mean, I thought Josh Allen was the thing. I don't know. Maybe he was. I mean, I guess he was in on for two plays because he had two fumbles handed to him. He didn't make the fumbles; yeah. they just fell in his damn lap. Somebody, but other than those two plays, I'm not even sure he was on the field. Yeah, somebody said that they forced two fumbles. Well, that's false. There were no forced fumbles. We caught. We gave them the ball twice. In school, with scoring opportunities, so we left points on the board, handed them the football, but Josh Allen didn't didn't even get a pressure all game. No, no he didn't. And for the whole game, uh, Fromm was only pressured on two out of twelve dropbacks. Two out and of I'm 12? telling you, two out of twelve. Yeah, and I'll tell you, if you go back to Doncast number four seventy four. I had a little thought there, and I said in that show, I said, we need to find out if we are who we think we might be. You know, are we who we think we are, or are we who we think we are? Are we afraid of who we are, right? Like, 
are we the best version of ourselves or the worst version of ourselves? And definitely, since that LSU game, we have figured something out. We have figured out, and we are back on script, running the ball with authority, grinding teams in the second half. Look at the, what happened to Florida's defense in the second half. We ground them into dirt. And in Kentucky, same exact thing, right? DeAndre Swift, just straight breaking ankles, dude. He's back. He is all the way back. (laughs) We officially have the one-two punch that we were hoping we were going to have out of him in Holyfield. Yeah. I mean, now they don't do the same thing anymore. When Swift was banged up, they were kind of the same guy. Holyfield was a little step better version of that. But now that he's got that speed and that wiggle back, he's out there, like you said, he's out there taking ankles. God almighty, dude. His two runs, on the shorter run, I think it was maybe about 24, 25 yards, something like that, you know, where he really just broke their – he just slipped four or five guys. Man, and Kentucky guys getting up, banging on their chest like, my B-dog, my B – I'm like, dude, yeah. Yeah, it was your guy, and yeah, you missed him, right? Yeah, you missed him, and there's still there's there's Kentucky players still missing him right now. And on the long run, that 85 yarder, dude, his patience and vision was just a thing of beauty, right? And then he's patient for the beat, and then he's re- the opposite of patient as he <laughs> toes the entire field down the sideline. And how about Holyfield's vision, his cutbacks and cut the runs he's making? Yes. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful stuff, baby. But, you know, all of that is great. But what is really great is we are doing that behind two sophomores and three freshmen. Jamie, how does the number one center in the country go down and we dial up a freshman and stick him in there? Sure, we did have one bad center. He had a bad snap, okay. He had a bad snap, but, dude, Trey Hill is a damn freshman, a real – I mean, we've been talking about this all year with Andrew Thomas and Cade Mays, and this is – it used to be like an incredible thing. Like, holy shit, we've got a freshman on offensive line. Now it's like, holy crap, they're not all freshmen. What can you say about the job Sam Pittman's doing? Uh, S- Sam Pittman is hands down the very best in the business. Um, I would sign Sam Pittman to a lifetime contract tomorrow at whatever realistic figure that he wanted. I mean, you could be up there with the highest paid assistant coaches in the nation, coordinators, whatever, as a position coach to keep him from now on. I mean, he just gets it. He gets it on the field, and he gets it in the homes of these recruits. He he does both at a level that I've never seen. There's no doubt about it. He's plugging in damn freshmen on offensive line, and they're being effective against – Hell, what we were told was a pretty damn good Kentucky defense. I mean, a I was... first rounder in Josh Allen, and I'm telling you, man, we got it done. Yeah, the media told me all week that we were playing the number one defense in the nation. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's all I heard. Now, of course, it's a little different story today. I mean, that yeah, defense the wasn't that team. good, but I mean, all week long, that was the best defense. Everybody said it. Can't score on them. 
cannot score on them. Nobody scored over more than 20 points. I mean, you're not going to move the ball like that on Kentucky. Well, guess what? Um, we moved we, the ball. We totally moved the ball. Anytime we wanted, anywhere we wanted, first down, second down, third down, whatever we had to have, we got it done. 313 yards rushing, baby. Right. We are back on script, kids. We went over 300 yards on a team that hasn't allowed over 164 rushing yards in a single game this season. We yeah, we doubled, doubled them, them up. up. Yep. <laughs> we doubled them up. Oh. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Uh, Not really breaking sweat. It was amazing. It was amazing. Like I said, the score, the outcome wasn't indicative of the score. We could have scored more points. Yeah, when it was 28 to 3, that was uh, 28 to 3. It felt like 28 to 3, right? right? That I mean, it could have been 56 to 6. I mean, it, it, we could have made it anything we wanted to be. And um, I'm just happy that we're back on script. I'm happy that Swift is healthy. I'm happy that damn Isaac Nauta is apparently a damn I mean, Cheney Hell, we've been teasing each other all year about how he's the position coach for the tight ends. When is that going to show up? Yeah, apparently right about week seven is when it shows up, right? Because right. right in the Florida there. game, <laughs> damn Kentucky game, Jim Cheney has gone tight end crazy. Well, he, he's – and he said all along, and I, and I kind of believe it. Kirby's even said it. It's not that we're ignoring the tight ends. There were just other options that were higher percentage plays open on the field. Now they're getting open. There, I mean, that two-minute drill against Florida was a thing of beauty. I mean, he just flat-out owned his defenders. And this route for the touchdown, I mean, that was a perfect pitch and catch. And it's something we should look for more often in the red zone is look for that big body. Yeah, I'm telling you. I still, though, I'm telling you, the story, the takeaway from this game, I mean, people want to talk about Swift and Holyfield, 313 rushing yards, Jake Fromm being so efficient. His third down rating is stratospheric. His quarterback rating is off the charts, man. But I'm telling you, the story of this game was injuries on offensive line and freshmen stepping up and not missing a beat. Dude, that Trey Hill story, the Andrew Thomas story, the Cade Mays and the Ben Clevelands, and that shit is magical. That is the thing that we have not – I can't – since we've been doing the dog cast, we have not ever, ever had that. In the best heyday years of Mark Rick's career, we were not dialing up freshmen on offensive line at the rate that Sam Pittman's doing it now. I, that was just an unheard of thing. In the Neil Calloway years, even the Stacey Searles years, that is a thing that just has ne- I've just never seen. I'm blown away by it. For, for these – these history buffs that we have listening, if anybody can think of a time with any team in the country that's been this young and effective at the same time, somebody let us tweet us, email us, call us. I'd, I'd just like to go look at that team because I, I can't think of a team that's ever been this young and effective. Yeah, somebody out there has a damn stat, right? A stat machine. I want to know when the last offensive line that had three freshmen in it carried a team to th- over 300 yards rushing against a top 10 team. Right. Tell, yeah. tell me, riddle me that, Batman. Get back to me with that number, and um, I, I, that would, I, 
I'm wanting to see that. The story of this whole game for me was freshmen. It wasn't just on the offensive line. We had fresh, freshmen made plays on both sides of the ball. Brenton Cox with a sack. Inside linebacker Channing Tindall with a sack. Otis Reese made plays. Jordan Davis continued to make plays. Adam Anderson at linebacker made plays. Mark Webb was, was a sophomore, but he, he was – Mark Webb, Adam Anderson, Channing Tindall, and Brenton Cox were all in the game in the first series. Yeah. Together. Anderson and Tindall especially. I mean, those guys you said, Otis looked good, but man – T- Channing Tindall and Anderson, those kids, they got a nose for the ball, man. If those kids start to move with authority, like you heard Kirby in the postgame presser talking about those kids just need confidence. They got all the physical tools in the world. They just got to get to the ball with authority, and they seem to be putting some shit together against Kentucky. Now, granted, Kentucky has one play, so – when you're run, when you're playing defense against a team that only has one play, hell, they make Georgia Tech's offense look complicated, right? It's just Benny Snell left, Benny Snell right, Benny Snell up the middle. It's just some version of Benny Snell with the ball. So that does that makes your guessing better. If you're a kid like Tyndall or Anderson, and you're guessing on your on your run fit, which gap you want to plug which player you're going to tackle, Kentucky is a good team to guess against, right? So they may not quite be as effective against a team like Alabama, but I'm telling you, those kids are getting better real fast. They're getting better fast. I mean, we're starting to come together. I feel like this game right here, for me, that I've watched, is the first game that I felt like we played a complete team game. Like we we were jailed out there. Carmada with the punts. He's booming damn punts. Damn hot rod is booting it through the damn end zone. Things are happening, right? You're right. It's the team game. That was That's a great way to look at it. It was a complete effort on both sides of the ball. It was. It was complete. And it's like every game we've been missing something. And this isn't the best game we've ever played. But, I mean, I don't feel like we just got out there and we didn't click in any facet of the game. I mean, we – in every phase, we played good ball. Yeah. Now, that is not to say it was a perfect game by any means, right? So, definitely not a perfect game. Still, and I'll tell you, I believe Kirby is at least as frustrated as we are about our, our goal line offense. <laughs> Holy shit. He does not want to be stopped inside the two-yard line anymore, does he? I would just go out on a limb. And say the next time we're down in there inside a yard or at a yard or inside a yard, maybe inside the two, yeah. that the plays that we've ran in the last two weeks won't be ran again. We won't run this. Something, I'm telling you, because, yeah, Kirby was pretty exercised. Uh, You know, everybody has seen that video. You saw him. He was unhappy with that headset i've never seen a coach maybe only Muschamp, that had a relationship with his headset the way kirby does he's that some bitch is industrial grade he squeezes it pulls on it he grabs that microphone boom like he is like it is a tiny little hamster and he wants it to die i'm telling you he is serious when he's talking into that headset uh he wanted to make sure that Whoever whoever it was he was talking to, I won't even speculate, 
he nope. wanted to make sure that they knew exactly what he was saying, and he was very serious about it. That's all. That's all That's he was all, doing. All, yeah. That's all there is to it. He's, oh, that goal line stand's giving him damn heartburn. And, um, you know, we had the, we had the bad snaps. Um, we gave up a couple of things. You know I mean? Let me ask you this. Let me hit you with a curveball here, because I have a friend who was at this game, and he used a term. I just want to throw this out there. I, I tell you, I'm not going to tell you who I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you what he said, and you tell me the player that he's talking about. Right. He said, as far as I'm concerned, now, and I'll tell you right off the bat, I don't agree with what this guy said, but I just want to see if you can guess. He said, as far as I'm concerned, this guy is a five-star bust. Who do you think he was talking about? A five-star bust. I will. I'll give you another hint. He is talking about a guy on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I, yeah, I went to two names, but I'm going to just say Tyson Campbell. Nope. The other one. <laughs> no, nope. he was talking about Richard LeCount. And he I, is unhappy with LeCount's tackling, right? And I'm unhappy with it too. I bet Richard LeCount's also unhappy with the tackling. I guarantee yeah? it. And I, you know, my wife was not able to be at home for this for this game. She had to watch it somewhere else, a birthday party on game day. But um, yeah, I texted her about LeCount and his tackling. I was like, look, they need to go ahead and get him out of, out of this game early and let somebody else do it and go back in the lab and correct his problem. Um, well, you know, this is a good game for him to not even play safety. Honestly, with the kind of offense that we expected out of, out of Kentucky, what we needed back there was we needed a damn Greg Blue. We need a Thomas Davis, a Greg Blue. We need a damn hitter back there, right? You needed a guy who can play run support. And honestly, LeCount is a ball hawk, man. He's good at that damn deep ball breakup, and he's fast, and he's he's a good defensive back, you know. But a run fit safety, that's what maybe he, not. He wants to be that guy. He and I think that's his biggest problem right now because he started off the season looking good, and he won that hit stick thing where he got the bat. And I feel like ever since then. He's out there just trying to truck people. He's just flying through the air trying to make the highlight tackle instead of form tackling and wrap, and wrapping up. He wants to be Greg Blue. He wants to be Thomas Davis. But I, I'm with you. I, I do not think he's a bust whatsoever. I, he's got all the tools to be great and effective. He's just yeah. a little bit small to be as aggressive to play the style of ball he wants to play. Right. You he gotta, wants to be Greg Blue, and he's like one-third of Greg Blue's size, right? Right. I mean, well, Thomas Davis went on to be a damn, and still a damn successful linebacker, right? right. Nobody's going to think that Richard LeCount is a linebacker in the NFL, you know? I know. So him trying to play the Thomas Davis and Greg Blue card, you know, I just don't know if that's in his wheelhouse, but I hope he gets there. I do, I also don't think he's a five-star bust, but, uh, man, sometimes his damn tackling leaves a little bit to be desired. His form and his fundamentals leave a little bit to be desired. Right. I agree. We've got a guy that may be able to plug in. He's getting a little more time that he's going to be the closest thing we have to 
a Greg Blue. He's still a little bit small, but he's getting bigger, and and he hits hard. He he's just one of those hitters, and that's Otis Reese. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I like that. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to what these young players are going to be able to do for us, man. I'm telling you, this defense am- in the future, my. Good. We're like your guy said. Whoever it was he quoted said that this Georgia team right here is the most beatable that we're going to be. This defense is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, that was a guy on ESPN said. You know, here's the bad news for the East. This team is Georgia right now is as bad as they're going to be. They're as beatable as they're going to be for a decade. Wow. He says they're as weak as they're ever they're going to be in the next ten years, and they still won the East with ease. Hells, won the East. We are undefeated, Jamie. Yeah, we we didn't win the East. Baby. We own it. We own the East, baby. Undefeated in the East. What twelve games in a row? Two years in a row haven't lost a game. We haven't lost a game since Vandy in twenty seventeen. No, twenty sixteen. Sixteen. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, when, I mean, Kirby had a bad opening run and he has been on a damn tear ever since. Oh, Kirby took his lumps. We all took our lumps and we fought through a a season of, a season of learning and adjustments and recruiting and everything else. And then he arrived. He sure did. And I tell you, I think you're totally right about Otis Reese, man. That kid is, uh, he might be. Like you said, he might not have the coverage skills of LeCount, but he might have the run-stopping skills of a Greg Blue in the future, you know? Oh, he will step up and hit you. There's no doubt about that. Mm. So, we own the East. We dispatched Kentucky. It was not hard and no time in the pregame show or during the game was I ever worried about Kentucky. Um, They did almost exactly what I thought they would do, and we did almost exactly what I thought we were going to do, which is grind them down and yard them in the second half. That's it. And that's what, that's kind of our MO this year. I mean, this is a drag you down and kind of, and kill you slowly. That's what we do. And then once we get the upper hand, it's, it's over. Katie bar the door. That's it. We're damn getting it done, man. Special teams, Jake Carmada, Hot Rod, everybody getting their stuff done, man. It was a it was a great game. I mean, the tight ends getting involved, receivers blocking, hell, Ridley making catches. Everybody, I mean, hell, everybody's getting in the game, man. I love it. It's a you said the you said it best. It's a team win. This most complete effort we've had on all three phases of the game all year. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's our most complete game. I mean, the return game game was phenomenal. Kicking game was great. Defense, I mean, it's just it, we we didn't really we didn't have a glaring hole. Every other game, there was something that we could walk away and be like, "Yeah, we won, and it was great." But but this sucked. Yeah, but I mean, right. there's no buts right now, and, and I hope that we're moving past that. I mean, we're coming together, we're gelling, and we don't have to worry about those buts. We can actually cruise in to the end of this season firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and then that sets us up beautifully for next season. I mean, just sets us up beautiful for next season, right? That's what I'm really looking forward to. I mean, this we still got a lot of football to play this year, but man... Man, I'm really looking forward to next year and every year after that because I think 
once we get this thing rolling, I mean, we're still in the only in the third year of Kirby's deal, right? I mean, we're still just we're not we're not rolling yet, but we're getting there, buddy. I mean, he's learning how to coach along the way. I mean, he's not a tenured veteran head coach. I mean, he's a long-term assistant, but he's learning on the job. When when he gets this down pat, I mean, there's still a lot of areas we can improve. That's what's scary about this. I mean, he's going to improve. We're going to improve. I mean, we're going to upgrade assistants along the way. As some of them move on, you don't get to keep them forever. I mean, it's, it, it's scary. And I don't want to jinx this, so, but I mean, it's scary what we can be. Absolutely. And so, I even like to help. Even Herb Street's on board. You see where he's in college final. He's like, no, it was Jesse Palmer. He was like, Auburn better strap their shit up tight for next week because <laughs> Georgia is pounding right now. Georgia is – we're on the come up. We're peaking and feeling good right now, and Auburn is just limping along from game to game, you know? So, 7 p.m. kickoff. How long was it – after you heard 7 p.m. kickoff for the Auburn game, how long was it before you heard the word from – or read the word <laughs> blackout? Blackout. Thirty About, seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was less than one minute. I heard seven p.m. and Shobi's wife said, "You think they'll do a blackout?" That was, I mean, that's like the first thing people said, right? I've heard it too, and, I, and, and people on both sides are like, "Blackouts." Oh, you're that guy that don't want people on their lawn if you don't want them to wear black. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not I, that guy. I, whatever Kirby wants, that's what I want. Hundred <laughs> percent. Kirby wants us in black. If he wants us in pink, I'll wear pink. Whatever sure. you say, boss, I'll right. do it. I mean, because at the end of the day, you're not going to convince me that a color made the right. difference in a game. I mean, yeah, I know. And, I'm kind of on both like sides that. of the argument. Don't tell me that because we wore black. We did something there. Well, oh, but the recruits love it. We're not signing anybody because we wore black, and we're not sign not not signing somebody because we wore red. I mean, they might like the the switch something different. It creates excitement, but you can't hang your hat on stuff like that if you want to do it because yeah, that's of, bullshit. We've yeah. had the number one team, number one recruiting class in the country for two years, and we hadn't had a blackout in that time, right? That's no, no. it, just stupid, man. I mean, I don't care if we blackout or not. I'm, I'm with you. Blackout, yay, nay. I don't really care. No. It's fake juice. It's it's the damn it's the Instagram and that whole thing like oh you're the kid who doesn't want people in their yard or whatever you're yeah. the old guy yeah it's not the old guy dude it's fake juice and if you need fake it, so you say it gets the kids excited so what you mean is when you say that is they won't be as excited if they don't wear the black jerseys another way to say that is if we don't give them a special color jersey they won't get up for the game so let me tell you man if you can't get up for a saturday night game in athens against auburn the deep south's oldest rivalry then now you know maybe you ain't a good fit maybe you should have went to freaking oregon or something maybe you should have went somewhere where Special jerseys get you excited, dude. That's the kind of shit they do at Maryland and Oregon at schools that don't have any tradition. Let me tell you, when was the last time you saw 
I hate to say it, but we talked about this. When was the last time you saw Alabama roll out a special helmet? Or a, they don't they don't have to damn manufacture excitement. They just get it done. Absolutely, and I think that's where Kirby's at with it. I, I just don't think it's something that he feels like we need to do. Will we ever do it? Maybe so. Maybe you know, if one of the kids asks the right way and they meet some demands, maybe he'll reward them with. Yeah, I get it. It's exciting. I it's mean, new. It's different. But that's a damn. That's an instant gratification, short-term vision. That's just. That's like. That's kid stuff, man. That's that's. It's bush league. It's community college bullshit, man. It's just. It's not the kind of game. It's not the kind of team I want Georgia to be. Yeah, and and, and look, I think if Kirby ever ever does it, either one, he won't announce it at all. And we'll just show up in black jerseys one day. Or he'll announce it like on Monday at his press conference. Oh, by the way, guys, we're wearing black this weekend. All right, nice talking to you. I mean, that's kind of be his attitude with it. <laughs> Y'all talk to the Coke bottle, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I don't want damn chrome face mask. And I, I just I don't want to go down that path. Um, it's manufactured enthusiasm. I don't want my team to have to fake their enthusiasm to play ball. And and they don't, and that's the thing. And the kids get excited. Tell me, when you have 90-plus thousand people in Sanford Stadium on a Saturday night game, there's not some excitement. You don't need anything oh, to get crap. excited in that it, stadium. It, this, could it be more exciting, right? Right. Holy crap, dude. Yeah, so I'm I'm not yeah, I don't I could take it or leave it. I don't care one way or the other. Yeah, I'm um, I'm, I'm on the fence on this argument. Y'all can have it. Um I've got black, I've got red, I've I've got any other color combination we need. Just let me know. Whatever color you want to wear, bro. That's right. Um yep, I'm looking forward to the Auburn game. I'm really looking forward to the Auburn game. Uh the Kentucky game went just according to script. Happy to see the boys back on message. Um we got a bunch of calls coming up too. We got a bunch of callers called in. Um, what else do we need to cover, man? We got the, we got pregame show for Auburn coming up and then a big night game, the deep South's oldest rivalry coming up Saturday night. Yes, we do. I'm hoping, I, I'm hoping for good weather. I think it's going to be cold. I heard lows in the upper thirties, so prepare for that. But everything I got is leading into the Auburn game. I mean, I've Kirby says we get 24 hours to celebrate. I mean, I was, I was already past it this morning when I got up. I mean, it's on to the next one for me. It's on to the Plainsmen slash uh, War Tigers, Tigers or something. War, yeah. yeah, Plainsmen, Tiger, Eagles. Yeah, those guys. Those guys, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that game, buddy. I love that. I love that game. Yeah, I got a high of 59, and it's going to be sunny, no rain. High of 59, low of 38. On Saturday. There you go. So, 7 p.m. I mean, we should be probably closer to the lower side of that because it'll be good and dark by then. Good and dark, baby. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be cold. It'll be in the 40s for. It'll be in the 40s by kickoff. Hey. All right. That's let's that, get that's, it on. That's that's football weather. <laughs> yeah, I need a special color jersey to get excited about that. Dog fans. Thanks for listening. Thanks for buying cups. Some of you guys bought cups. I'm going to put a picture up on Instagram. If you want to see the cup, a lot of guys want to know what the – If you, I guess you live in Idaho. You hadn't seen the cup. I, if you download Instagram or Twitter, 
at Dogcast on both platforms, at Dogcast on Twitter, at Dogcast on Instagram. You can see the cups. I'll put up a video of the cup, and then you guys can check it out and decide if you want to buy one or not. Thanks to everybody who bought cups in the last week. I really appreciate it. We've still got plenty, so we got plenty of stock there. If you guys want to go and hit the website, buy a cup. You can follow us on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, we are the worldwide leader in Georgia football news, the Dogcast, in our 15th season. Me and Jamie, man in the bunker, we'll be here all week, 60 feet under the surface of the field, taking, taking care of business, monitoring all that goings and comings around Athens. Jamie, do you have anything else you need to get off your chest, brother? No, sir. I, I'm ready for Auburn, and I've put Kentucky to bed. The cats are whipped. Everything is good in the bunker right now. Everybody's happy in Athens. All things are good. 313 yards rushing. Here comes Auburn. Go dogs. All right. <laughs> dogs, dogs, dogs. Looking good. This is Isaiah's dad. Calling from Carvajasco down here. Oh. Well, I mean, what could I say? What can I say? I, you know, I, I, we're not a good team. Uh, we we are we're a great team. I mean, everything. Uh, I mean, we I think we have pretty much total package. Uh, offensive line look good. Defensive rush look good. Uh, third down conversions look good. Fromm's passing look good. Run very good. And as always, hot right, right. The kicking was uh, uh, always excellent. The only bad kick I've seen him make was last was that damn when he short kicked at Florida, and you see what happened. It gave him a chance to run it back. Yeah, it was, I think they came back to midfield. I can't remember, but uh, uh, I, I don't continuity. <laughs> Like I know what I'm talking about. That looked good. That looked really good. And uh, so anyway, uh, we did it again. Foul it. We got the East again. That's just we gonna play Alabama. <laughs> Damn, there's got to be a way to stop that guy. And the damn thing, that's all it is. That one guy. It's just that one damn. Pineapple face away. Oh, uh, but anyway, I don't know. Who knows? Oh, uh, but I think, you know, I think we all, I know it's bad to say this, but maybe we could just get in and hit him in that bad leg about four or five times in the first five minutes of the game. You know, he can rehab it. He'll be good for next year. But anyway, oh, uh, oh. Uh, I ain't got a lot. I don't have a lot of complaints. Oh, anyway, we look good. And uh, one more time. And uh, I think last week they had uh, last week Kentucky had that guy up up on his back. I think this time they flipped him over and they carried him. Out. I mean, they had him on his stomach. I think this week they flipped him over. They Carried him out on his back. But anyway, all right, y'all. All right, Dick. Let's, uh, we got Auburn. You know, my second hated rival. 
But anyway, go dog. No, 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 I forgot. I, I, I forgot, I forgot. I got one huge bitch. That, that, that not being able to get it in on the goal line. It's one, 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 two yards, and we can't push it in. That's, that's beyond ridiculous. I, I just, that's blowing my mind. I can't understand it. Oh, uh, I mean, we, we do better, we do better 10 yards out than we do one yard out. And that thing, that's, that thing's gotta be fixed. I don't know. I tell you what we need. I remember I could y'all a lot of y'all might even not even remember, but back when Clemson had refrigerator <clears throat> they had refrigerator period right after Herschel's era was over with. And when they get down there, they just <laughs> they put refrigerator back there and hand them the ball. I mean you couldn't knock him down with a caterpillar bulldozer. He just walk it in. Right. How about them SEC Champions Dogs. How about them SEC East Championship Dogs? You know, I know you said, uh, Derek, I know you said that you wanted LSU to beat Alabama on uh, for tonight's game, but quite frankly, I don't care who they play. Dogs are playing on December the 1st in Atlanta. This is what it should be. This is what it should be. And this was really not a bad game. And kudos, kudos to that offensive line who who allowed Holyfield, who's a beast, who allowed Swift, who lived up to his name, run wild. To all of you people who who, who went apoplectic after the LSU game, to you. S-E-C East champions. That's all we need to say for now. I'll sort of game off next week against UMass, but in the meantime, it's it's December 1 in Atlanta. How about them dogs? Dogcast Tackle Sport celebrating with my own two little doggies here. Over and out. Well, how about them Georgia Bulldogs, son? Man, what a game. Awesome game. Elijah, DeAndre, congratulations, guys. Y'all played a hell of a damn game. We completely demolished them in the run game. Completely demolished them. And I am so glad to see Kirby Smart cussing out Jim Chaney over that nonsense at the goal line again. I don't get what he is doing there. I, I guess he's got the offensive line and mentality to just, you know, believe in it, but I just, I don't see it, man. There, there, you've got so many other options that you can do there. I, I, I don't know. That's got to get cleaned up a little bit there, but as for, uh, the game itself, great game. Um, honestly, it could have been, we could have beat them by a lot more if it wasn't for those two fumbles. I mean, we, we were, they, they had no answer for us, but they just had no answer for us. And this team is just every week since LSU, it's just been, you can see it. You can see it's starting to come together. And, I mean, it, it was sloppy in the beginning. And I know all you Facebook trolls out there, like the, just you're just waiting for a reason to complain. Well, I don't think you're going to have a reason to complain here soon. Um 
wait for this LSU Alabama game, and uh, you know that, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a slugfest. I can't wait. Um, you know, I, you know, I, if it is Alabama, you know, I, I think we have a puncher's chance. Again, I you know I want to see what they do against the real defense. Um, you know, if, if they beat them by 35, then <laughs> we better pack a lunch, boys. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. But um, if it's LSU, I, I really, I really do, I really want another shot at them. But if it is Alabama, but they, they're, you know, they, they show signs of being human, then I like our chances with them too. Um, and keep your eye on Clemson, y'all. Don't forget about them. They look. Damn good. So, uh, I mean, granted, that ACC ain't really much this year, so. But, you know, great win. God, it's finally, finally we have a coach that gets it. Finally. What a, what a season. Go dogs. Jamie, Derek, it's Herm Dog. Them Bulldogs had one thing to say to them Wildcats tonight. Snail, no, we own the East. Good game, dogs. That's it. I'm out. Hey, listen, this is Dogcast Tackle Sport with a, a, a different twist on the upcoming game on December the 1st. And you know, a lot of people wanted LSU for revenge. Forget LSU. LSU was just a bump in the road this year. Revenge, Alabama, for last year. Now we get revenge. How about them dogs? Dog has technical support. Out. <laughs>